So, word on the street is uh, Urban Meyer likes to play a little Uno Reverse and Ladies Jaguars. The only funny part about that whole situation is the fact that his wife literally made a post hours before all the shit came out. Talking about, look at me bathing the kids, just me giving the good old husband a night off. You know, let him sell, let him uh, just go out, relax. And a couple hours later, of all the nights she could have posted that, she posted on the one night where he was out there playing little Uno Reverse in a nice college ladies crease. Oh, talk about playing the wild card. Oh, he's a wild, he's a wild guy. It's funny how his last couple stops, he, uh, well, I guess you could say shit don't ever stop, but uh, he, uh, it's funny how the last couple stops, they both ended because he needed to focus on his health. And I'm not here, like, I don't, I don't think in the grand scheme of things it's really that big of a deal, but I do think, I think his heart's good, it's pumping. Welcome to the episode, yes. We've all been waiting for this number. Episode 69. Oh man, I wish I could Uno reverse back to the intro. Rewind. Episode 69. No, I will not be making a bunch of 69 jokes. Because, you know, I just don't really have a lot in the bag. So, I hate to ironically snitch on myself, but if you're looking for a bunch of 69 references, not gonna happen. There may be some incidental references, but other than that, not going to happen. Not that type of guy. I'm a man of core values. I would never, ever dig my fingers in a girl's booty hole in public. I'll tell you why. Salmonella. And E. coli. Um... It's not really, you know, it's funny, you know, it's funny to me. We have this whole fascination about health and safety now, you know, to keep a little distance, to still have, you know, um, it's funny how we have certain mandates and stuff, and this isn't an anti-mandate, I'm just saying for this situation. It's funny how we're so conscious about all these things, and then this dude, you literally could not get deeper. You literally could not get to know someone any faster than putting your fingers in their booty hole. I would say relax, but hopefully she didn't take a lax-ative. Oh, man. Stop. Oh, stop. But yes, episode 69. Uh, you know, I'll start with this today. First of all, how come at the gym... Why do they show political television? I don't get it. You're in a place. There's nothing more divisive. There's nothing more dangerous. There's nothing that gets more contentious than political television between human beings. Luckily, I go late at night where there's no one there, early morning, however you want to find it. But they have the same two TVs. They literally have CNN on one TV and Fox News on the other. 
And I don't watch political television. I hate politics, I think, for the most part. It's really absurd, the fact that what it's turned into, for the most part. But, why would you play political television in a place where there's a lot of heavy metal, where there's a lot of heavy equipment, weights that go up to 100 pounds? Now, granted, not many people that go to probably the gym I go to can probably even lift 100-pound dumbbells, me included. But a good 60-pounder, you can chuck. Anyone with average man strength can probably lift a 60-pound dumbbell. I'm not telling you to curl it, but, you know, you could probably uh, Max Scherzer that bitch. I mean, you're just asking for someone. They get mad because they'll see something about, oh, the Dems are talking about how Republicans are. It's like, all right, like... I was watching it, I was warming up, and all I could see, it's amazing when you put the channels side by side, how different they cover, how different they talk about the same thing. Like on Fox News, they were showing a picture of Joe Biden uh, slipping twice going up the steps to his plane. Um, I guess you could say, saw it in plain sight, but... uh. Look, it's nothing new. And then, of course, what they did, they didn't just show it. And they had a guest come on here just to talk about how dysfunctional he is. And you can't hear anything. You're at the gym, but you can read it. And you just hear the dude's so passionate. Dude's like, oh, this is why. Uh, uh. You can see he's like, ah. This is why he shouldn't. And you have CNN. And they're talking about. A situation where LeBron James came out and made the most uncontroversial statement ever in history of humane. And all he said was, yes, at one point in time, we were skeptical. Uh, but, you know, after doing research, whatever, he got the vaccine. Him and his family got the vaccine. But, yeah, we thought about it. We did our homework. We, you know... We took our time with it, but eventually we got it. We did what was best for us, and more likely he just did it. So, for one, just so he doesn't put his team in any type of weird situation where, yeah, I can't play half the games, and I'm kind of the main attraction here in L.A. Most uncontroversial statement. He literally did exactly what... I guess that channel would want people to do. And somehow, they found a way to criticize someone. For doing what they... For ending up doing what they want people to do anyways. Then it turned in... Then So, my thing is... And again, I don't like talking about vaccination shit. Because to me, it's a never-ending conversation. I don't really have a whole lot of... Uh, deep thoughts about it it does it's not that prevalent to me every day whether people get it or not but he got it and they still find a way to bitch about lebron which is a story within itself the most criticized athlete in the history of sports i didn't watch skip bayless take i'm pretty sure at least he would be like yeah you know what i'm not going to criticize this thing about it. but it was just funny 
it to me it's kind of a bigger picture thing when it comes to athletes you know it's funny people bitch about athletes it's funny how people bitch about athletes you know um being spoken about things they care about or things that affect them being spoken being outspoken about things that are wrong in society you know having an opinion they basically just want athletes to shut up and play because you know it's not like they have everyday lives outside of the sport it's funny how athletes can't have an opinion about something because they're quote unquote not experts but people who are not experts will criticize athletes for not being experts, but they can have an opinion about some they're not quote-unquote experts. And it's kind of a weird contradiction, but whatever. I think we see why that is. But the crazy thing to me is why. It's funny how athletes are just athletes until they're not just athletes, but then we want them to be athletes. Athletes are human beings that live in the same world that we do. They may have different set of issues, and they may also not have the same issues as people who do not make the type of money, or the people that don't have the fame, or the class, whatever you want to classify it as. But I think we've gotten really too comfortable to criticize, like really too comfortable to criticize athletes for having opinions and criticize everything they say when it's this weird thing of we want athletes you know it's funny athletes are role models right being a leader sometimes means saying things that may not always be popular may not always be well liked being a leader isn't about being well liked being a leader isn't about just thinking for yourself. You may you may have strong feelings about things that directly affect you, but it's about more than you. Being a leader is about speaking out on things, not letting things just go by. But for some reason, we want athletes to be everything for us. Until we don't. You know what? If you don't want to watch basketball, you don't want to watch football, you don't want to watch any sport because of whatever reason, do as you please. But the fact that you have a choice to not watch that sport is, quote unquote, a privilege within yourself. The same term you would use call athletes privilege because they make x amount of money to play a child's game and sport fine you want to say that's privilege fine it's also a privilege that you don't have to be forced to watch it it's not one of the few things on tv it's crazy how everything has this woke sjw term to it and it's funny how when you hear one side criticize athletes for speaking about things that matter to them or speaking out about their opinions on things that are pretty prevalent. All he said was, yeah, I had skept, I had questions, did research, and you know what? Me and my whole family got vaccine. 
So no one should bitch to him. And yet, people are still bitching. He was like, oh, why were you skeptical in the first place? It doesn't matter why he's skeptical in the first place. It doesn't matter why anyone's skeptical in the first place. They end up getting it. If you want people, if you're one of those that want people to get the vaccine and you're going to talk down and criticize whatever, then when they get it, let it go. It's like, okay, I got whatever I needed done. Even though they didn't do it for you anyways. But if someone ends up doing what you wanted them to do all along, don't bitch about it. His reasons are his reasons. He got the vaccine. And then it's funny how on the flip side, you criticize someone for getting the vaccine. And then you're also criticizing someone like Kyrie Irving for not getting the vaccine. What is it? Do you want people to get the vaccine or do you not? This stuff's not that difficult. The thing about with these, you know, with leagues and stuff is they may not be able to force people to get the vaccine. But the issue is, of course, in cities and stuff, which is kind of dumb, the city rules work. If you live in the state, you can't attend events or whatever. Like, you can't attend NBA arenas, for example, without being fully vaccinated. Which like, okay. But if you're a visitor, complete stranger, don't have to be vaccinated, whatever. You can be completely unvaccinated. You can go in there and play or enter the stadium. If you are not a resident of that state, I think it even applies for fans. You could be a resident from, you could be not a resident of that state. Let's say you travel from New Jersey and you go to a Brooklyn Nets game. You could walk in unvaccinated. But if you're a resident of New York, you have to be vaccinated. It's the same rules with the players. That makes no sense if you're trying to accomplish the same goal, which is either have it where it's clear. You have to be vaccinated to play, or you have to be vaccinated to enter, or you have to do whatever to enter. Don't do this where, well, if you come from here, you can, then you come from here, do that. It's like, no, just make it, just make it, anyone enters the building, you have to be vaccinated. Or it doesn't matter, whatever it is. It's just amazing to me. The coverage of the same topic from two different stations is just fascinating to me. Because Fox News would never was never on LeBron's side for any of the times he spoke out for causes he believed in. Outspoken about things. They're quite the opposite. They shit on him. To, they literally had a news anchor. I believe it's like Laura Ingram, whatever the fuck her name is, who literally said... Shut up and dribble, right? It's like everyone knows the line. Big deal. It was a big deal. It's funny how that same network who was behind that and the whole network had people on there shitting on LeBron for literally, you know, speaking for his community, his cause. His causes, I should say. And it's funny. All of a sudden now they're like, well, no, well, see, LeBron is right here. It's like. Now, see, because LeBron's whole ideology and what he believes in still doesn't align with your station. But you're going to pick and choose the causes that make your TV station. Because you know his name's going to get you views and keep ratings, whatever the fuck. You're literally using someone who you philosophically don't believe in. 
believe in what he stands for and strives for. But you're going to use this cause, even though he ended up doing exact. He ended up doing the thing that you would not want to do. But just the fact that he was skeptical, you're like, yes. LeBron thinks like us. And again, I don't care about politics. I don't even care about the do the basics. CNN versus Fox News. But I was at the gym. I just found it a little fascinating. It was amazing. It was amazing for all the wrong reasons, I should say. But anyways, oh man, I really do need to go to the doctor. I'll tell you what I hate about the fucking doctor's office, though. Time for me to start bitching about shit. I'll tell you what I hate about the doctors. The last, hmm, let's just say, two times. And I think this kind of speaks to why a lot of, not just men, but a lot of people in general... Very hesitant to go to the doctor. Unless it's like literally you have to get, you know, forms and you can only get from a doctor or you only go to the doctor when something, you're terribly sick or broken bone, whatever the fuck, getting stuff checked out. I think a lot of people relate to this. We've all had experiences at the doctor's office where it's not the incorrect thing that they may do or whatever. It's literally how these doctors, literally, some of them, literally, when you were in their rooms and shit, they literally make you feel like you're wasting their time. Which I can understand if you're a doctor and you're just dealing with a bunch of people that are coming up there with an upset stomach or someone who's, oh, I'm low on energy. It's like, oh, man. Or someone like, uh, I'm having real troubles in the bedroom. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Here's some pills and shit like. I just wasted 20 minutes on you and there's someone else who's literally heart is like, has 60 beats per minute. I don't even know if that's, I don't even know if you're alive at that point, to be honest, but they have to deal with some guy that's, you know, struggling with his dick. Like, yeah, you know what, after doing, if you do that 8, 10, 12 hours a day and most of the people you deal with is just like. People having personal issues like, I don't, dude, eat better. Stop eating shit. Work out. Help yourself out. Then come back. If you still have issues, then I'll help you. Yeah, you know, I can understand the frustration of that. But when you have someone like me, of course, everything's about me. And you have a little something wrong with your feet. This was a few years back. And I use this word very gently. Because I don't like to call anyone this, especially a woman, because I understand how offensive it is. Not saying I didn't used to abuse the word, but I become more mindful, even in lighthearted situations. But this bitch, I literally called up, shout out to Kaiser Permanente. This is not a positive shout out, but shout out. I literally called because I had this uh, weird thing with my toes, my feet. It was very numb. Something wasn't right. There was a little discoloration. Getting a little yellow in some areas. It's like, hey. Called like, hey, should I come in? Get this checked out. This is what's going on. And this this doctor said, oh my gosh. Yes, yes. You need to come and get that checked out. Because if you don't, eventually maybe your old foot could go numb. If you don't know what it is, it could be blah, 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 blah. Your old foot could go numb, then your leg, and then we, like, she didn't say you had to cut up, but she's like, yes, you need to get that checked out immediately as possible. 
set an appointment two days later, go with my mother, and so I go, pay the $25 co-payment, fine. It's kind of weird how even with health insurance, you have to pay a co-payment. They're just freaking milking it out of your ass for no fucking reason. It's cool, though. But, so, wait in the waiting room. Hour and a half. Not a big deal. No rush. Yet the doctor's office. Can't be needy. So, then finally, they call me in. They, you know, first waiting room. They do the bullshit. Weigh you. You know, touch your balls and shit. Whatever. Then you finally get into the room. We're waiting in the room for a little while. Then finally the lady comes in. You know like when people walk in, you can just sense like, oh, today is not her day. Which I get it. It was a little busy. Probably been dealing with a lot of, you know, uh, shit. She walks in there and she's like, alright, so what, what's the problem? So she had a whole, the same woman that was on, I was on the phone with. Because, you know, she was my doctor. I was like, yeah, you know, so, all right, well, let me see. She sits in the chair, takes my shoe and socks off, obviously, and takes a little glance, starts feeling it. She's like, she literally looks at me after touching and feeling for about 40 seconds and was like, she's looked at me like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. I said, well, I guess I could take my co-payment back if that's possible. Because this was a complete waste of time. Because she had an attitude. It's like, fine, you don't even have to say you know. You don't even have to act like you pretend you know. But don't sit here and act like you're, I'm wasting your time. When by definition, you wasted my time because I called. I didn't just show up abruptly. I didn't just stalk you like I'm outside of your house. I literally called you. My fucking doctor. And you told such urgent. I was like, oh shit. I go in there and you're like... Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. And she referred me to a podi- to a podiatrist. Whatever the foot fucking doctor is, starts with a P. Let me tell you something. I never went. My toes and everything, they've been fine ever since. I just kind of did some home treatments. Don't ask. Don't tell. If you get my drift. But it's situations like that that make it like, do I want to waste... A couple hours of my day potentially to unnecessarily get added to to pay for something to pay to get something checked out if it's not that necessary I guess and I think of course anyone to say nah not really I would just punch myself in the gut for three hours and sit there and have someone Feel like you're wasting their time. No worse feeling than when you feel like you're wasting someone's time. When someone doesn't want to be there with you. It's worse. And I even paid for you to be here with me. Is that too much to ask? For you to pretend to give a shit? You know, look. You don't have to kiss me goodnight. But I mean, Jesus Christ, at least say thank you. You know, at least put a fake smile. At least pretend to laugh at my not funny jokes. And that's what this doctor was doing. She didn't even pretend. Flat out disrespectful. She came for the appetizers. She thought she was getting lunch. And I said, you know what? Nah. Podiatrist was a lunch. I'm like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Because I think I know how that works. I think with doctors, when they refer to another, like, private business or whatever that specializes, the hospital that you pay 
that your doc they get for whatever you end up paying at the other place insurance and shit they get a percentage and i'm like you know what? i'm not giving you that satisfaction i'm not giving you your commission i don't know if doctors get commission but you know what i feel like dirty business it's like you know what you should have told me over the phone you know what i'm gonna you should probably go to a podiatrist you know what? I'm going to refer you to a podiatrist. Instead of having you waste a couple hours of your day, took my mother out there. The only good thing came out of that was we had lunch. Other than that, fuck you, Kaiser Permanente. You're lucky you're around a lot of good places, D. Because other than that, oh, Jesus. But anyways, I think that's why beyond just men don't go to the doctor too far. It's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like, Feel like shit just for going. You guys like give us. I think specifically towards dudes. Because I've been to the doctors with my mom. And shit. And with her. They never. They're never disrespectful with her. But I've even seen it with. Uh, I've seen it with me. I even took a friend. Who was a guy doctor. It was kind of similar treatment. They're like oh you can't deal with this. It's like. um, Nah he's literally shitting Gatorade blood. But. You know what? I guess we'll just go fuck ourselves, right? And they're like, yeah, stop drinking Gatorade. It's like, well, no shit. But until I can stop drinking Gatorade, I need medicine so I don't blow out my asshole. But neither here nor there. The point is, if people wonder, it's beyond just the, man, we deal with shit. We push through shit. We're, we're tough. We don't need to, you know, we don't need to go to the doctors. There is a percentage of that. But I think more nowadays, I think most men get treated less at doctor's offices than women. I'll say it. I mean, Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying anyone should be treated better than the other. But if I break my arm compared to if a girl breaks her arm, you know what? I would like to feel like we get similar treatment. I would like to be flirted with like them. It's not too much to ask for. You know, maybe rub my balls for the inconvenience. You know, just to soothe the painful tetanus shot you're going to give me. It's like, you know what? Normal practices. Uh, But you know what? Fuck us, right? Fuck us guys who just want to get small things checked out that could become bigger things. God forbid if I want to get my fucking veins on my thighs checked out. They're like, oh, I'll push through it. It's like, I can't feel my shins. Okay, just push through it. Sooner or later, my fibula will crack when I'm on the treadmill. And you know what? And I'll just be like, ah, good thing I pushed through that one, right? This couldn't have been prevented. You couldn't tell me I had, you know, blood clots all through my leg. Yeah, fuck you, you fucking cunts. But all, all respect. Again, it's like anything. 99% doctors. I'm sure they're great. And I understand people have rough days. I understand if you're dealing with people that you feel are lesser than in terms of their injuries, whatever, when there's someone else needing your services. It's like, you know what? I don't know what to tell you. Some Not everything is ultra serious. Sometimes people want to fix things before they become big things. You fix little things before they become big. Because there's no small thing. That's never gotten big. It's like a penis. But. Alright. Uh, 
Jesus Christ. And today's sponsor is actually different. Yes. Today's sponsor is, you may have heard them before, Dunkin' Donuts. Today, I have a large ice mocha. And as a great advertising sponsor reader would do, I would advise I would advise you to not drink them every day, or if you do, moderation, only one a day. If you do, drink them at the right times. Too much sugar is bad for you. I can attest. This is not exactly a ringing endorsement of Dunkin' Donuts, but when you get it free, you let you know you just let it free, man. Keep bleeding. Keep, keep bleeding, my pee. Talk about, talk about Uma Thurman. Uh, I wish you could kill bills like they don't exist. You know, I would like to just act like some bills are just not necessary to attend. But you know what? That's not life. Life is always fair. But you know what is always fair? The state. Fair. Corn dog. Um... Hate to funnel you in this direction and let you get trapped in the cycle. But I'm not a big fan of pigeonholing. Um, by the way, at state fairs, Six Flags, any of these type of carnivals that have those like carnival games where they have the balloons that you throw the darts at or they have the baseball thing where you Throw the baseball in the middle. You have like five tries. If you do, you get a big old bunny. And they charge you like 15 bucks when the bunny itself is probably worth 12. So it's automatically profit even if you win on the first try. And chances are, are like the Coca-Cola bottle thing. Where you throw the rings into the Coca-Cola bottles, the Sprite bottles, whatever the fuck. We all know those are rigged. They make the bottleneck type of thing. They make it a little... uh unbalanced I guess you could say they make it where it's very powerful or boom bounces it's like a basketball that's inflated at like 35 psi it's insane you bounce that bitch and it's a moonshot uh, and I go hungry like a wolf Woof. Uh, it's kind of weird right how why? So, okay. Here's what I'll cover, right? Again, Jesus. This has become a more serious topical pod. But I actually listened to this podcast. So there's an episode out there. Jay Culler's podcast. Former NFL quarterback. The show's actually quite interesting. It's actually nice to hear a quarterback. Like a recent quarterback. Who has been in the game recently. So he's. Pretty well tuned with a lot of things. Very knowledgeable. And I think what makes the show more good is the fact that you see like the perception of him is he doesn't care this and that. He's not smart. And you hear the show, it's like he's actually pretty smart individual when it comes to talking about football and things of that nature. Which is also funny how athletes are just athletes until um, if they have your political view and they have a podcast or anything, they're all of a sudden, oh, they can have a show because they are quote-unquote more knowledgeable, which doesn't always equate, but whatever. Neither here nor there. But so he recently had an ESPN anchor, Sage Steel. Pretty sure most of you have heard of this by now. But 
she i think i think her comments about you know she made a comment about uh you know claiming you know on the census i guess you pick you pick like they don't really get too deep in you know the racial compartments they don't get too specific it's like black white hispanic other which i don't know if you click other if you have to write in whatever but which you know i guess she brought up the fact that barack obama he put you know he put black you know for his race on a census then she brought up the fact that oh well i find that funny because his uh his black father left wasn't there and he was raised by his white mom and white grandma it's like well whether someone whether your dad leaves or your mom leaves regardless of the race that doesn't mean you disown your race like that would that'd be like that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense right and i'm not very well in tune with how like racial um in terms of selecting what race you are when you do have like mixed races like i don't really have to worry about that i'm pretty um standard i'm basically the preset mode and she brought the point well her point was more like i find that fun because you know you know but whatever and she was and she said on her census i don't know if she picked one or she just didn't fill it out or she put other but she basically didn't uh she did not put black because she had because you know she had a i believe a she had a black father and a white mom and you know i think i think the case could be made that there should just be a biracial or i don't even know how you define that like biracial where if it's you know you have one black parent one white parent or one race one other you know whatever cuz but but trying to think of how to put this I'm trying to word the question, I guess. I think the interesting part of it is, one, why isn't there an option for biracial? Because, you know, it is also kind of putting someone in a position to kind of pick a side, right? And I'm not biracial, so I guess I don't have to worry about this. Maybe most biracial people don't even think about this. Like, they grew up and they view themselves more of one thing than the other. They identify one way or the other. And they really don't think about it. Some people probably go, well, you pick whatever, you know, your dad is. Or you pick whatever your mom is. And it's kind of... Because I can understand... Here's the thing I can understand. I can understand her point in the sense of you don't want to completely discredit a side of your family that is literally you. It's literally your DNA. If you have one white mom and one black dad or vice versa... You know, that parent may not care, but maybe to you, you don't want to feel like you're completely discrediting them. Like, that part doesn't exist, but it's like, in simplified forms like this, you kind of have to pick one for easier consumption. 
I don't think there's nothing wrong with her wanting to just be viewed as biracial in the sense. But I do think the comments of definitely because we all know that the stereotype of that, you know, you don't have to pretend you don't know what that stereotype is. And before people in the cons like, oh, I'm white. My dad left me. It's like, okay, great. But that's not stereotyped. That's not widely known stereotype. And you could pretend you don't know the stereotypes, but we've all heard the stereotypes. You know, so when she says that, it definitely does insinuate a certain thing. It insinuates like, oh, well, because her dad left, she should only, you know, he should have claimed the race of whatever who actually raised him in a sense. Regardless if it's true that his dad, who's black, did leave. You know, that's his choice of what he wants to identify as. You know? I think when it comes to who someone, when you are, when it's not clear since Stoney, you are biracial, I would only assume, I can't speak because I'm not, but I would only assume who is anyone on the outside to tell you what you are or what you're not when it comes to that. You know? I mean, that's a... As a bumpy road to go down when you're not that because you're not because you didn't grow up that way. You don't really understand what it's like growing up biracial because from what I know and what most people people that have talked about, they always say people say it's the best of both worlds, but it can also be the worst of both worlds because you're either not this enough or you're not that or, you know, oh, and you you're perceived to be a certain type of person just by stereotyping type of thing. And it's a lot of, you know, that stuff can get very, you know, confusing to an individual. But, again, I don't think what she said in the sense of men like she's half black and half white. And she doesn't want to just pick one because, you know, her parents, who are both those races, have an impact. They both impact her equally. So it's not like... So she don't want to just pick one and act like the other one didn't exist. So, you know, I kind of understand that. You know, I think realistically, I mean, I guess the comments about Obama and stuff, you know, saying, oh, he chose black, but then his black dad left him. Like, yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of fucked up to say. Whether, you know, even if it is true, that's just fucked up to say to anyone. You know, your DNA is your DNA, whether you want to, deny it or not it's you know it, one of the few things you, well I guess you can change your DNA this these days but I guess here's you know I guess I'll top it off here 69 style knew I'd bring it back is it why people you know and what that brought up to me right we're okay with and by the way, I'm not anti-people picking their gender type of thing. But I do think it kind of is interesting. We're all about I let people identify what they want to identify as. You know, let people be their true selves. Let people just be what they want to feel. And I agree with a lot of that. Whether, But why is it we won't let someone pick their race? But we will let someone pick their gender. 
Now, I also understand that picking a race is one of those more undeniable things when it's clear. Like me. Like, if I were to come out here and just start saying I'm Hispanic or I'm black, like, that, there's an offense to that that's like, oh, so you, you get to just pick what you want to be type of thing. And you could argue that people may pick genders and races because they know the advantages that may come with that or disadvantages of what they are, which may be why they want to be another gender or another race. Or it just may be who you are internally. But I do think it is kind of an interesting proposition. What is the real difference between picking your gender and race if being your true self is about how you view yourself and other people shouldn't shame you or dictate how you feel about yourself if that's the world that we want to completely live in? And it's just a, I don't know. I just kind of find that interesting. You know, maybe if someone, if, if like her, like Sage Steel, it, I guess if she wants to identify as white, I guess in day, why does it matter? I'm pretty sure there's a lot of reasons why it matters, but why does it matter? And then if someone who's a girl wants to be a boy or vice versa or whatever, why does that matter? If it's all about my body, my choice, my individual, my individual and how I view myself. Or do we draw the line and we say that we want people to be themselves and to identify what they want until it gets to certain things where we actually don't want them to identify who they really truly feel they are? It's funny. Why do we cut the line at gender? Why do we not allow it to go to race? You know, why do we not allow it to go, you know, beyond that, whatever that looks like? Why? I'm pretty sure also if you do a census, I'm pretty sure if you on purpose negligently fill out the wrong race or gender or age and all that shit, all the information that's on there, I'm going to assume it's probably a crime if you do it negligently. So, but how would you, that's the thing when it comes to race, if someone's biracial, how are you, like, if you were to sue them and take them to court or make them, like, how are you going to tell a biracial person? Oh, well, you know, you're not really white, you know, you're a little bit more darker than, you know, someone who's typically biracial, you know, and that's where it's like, oh, so it's not really subjective, it's objective. Or actually, it's vice versa. It's not really objective. It's subjective. It's however you want me to view. Because you want to make numbers to classify to make it easier on you guys to identify certain things. It's like, look. I don't know. I'm not qualified. I just think it's interesting. You know. Again. Choose your choose your gender. Choose your sex. Choose your penis. Choose your cooch. Choose your race, I guess. You know, I mean, you want to make it harder on yourself? Make it harder on yourself on the race thing. The other things I can understand, I will say, choosing your race is kind of like, hmm. It looks a little different because it's, it's almost like, are you trying to choose 
race based off what you know societal benefits may come with it. That may be an argument in the sense of, you know, um, but then again, another argument can be made. You can identify yourself as however you want, and that's fine. You call yourself white, you call yourself mixed, you call yourself Puerto Rican, black, whatever. And, but regardless of how you view yourself, if you were in situations where people are not going to necessarily think about, hmm, I wonder, hold on, before I do this next thing, is she this? Is he that? Because depending on that, depends on how... I'm going to act forward, whether I'm about to do X, Y, and Z. When in reality, you know what people are going to do? They're going to look at you, and they are going to make assumptions, whether they have good or bad intentions, and they are going to go with what they believe of what you look like. Man, they're going to do either bad shit or chances are bad shit. So that's where it's like, you can say you're this. But, uh, in the eyes of certain individuals, they aren't going to treat you the way you view yourself. And it could be just trying to avoid things. I don't know. I'm not qualified for that. But, alright. I guess you could wrap it up there. And don't forget, even when you're 6 to 9 wrap it up. I know. Not as enjoyable. But. Well, you know what? Fuck it. Don't wrap it up. Don't do it. You know what? Should be safe, right? Except, uh, as Drake would say in the song Wasting Time with Brent Fayez. When, uh, the cleaning ladies, they come to my hotel after in between nights or when I leave. And I have to make sure the flush my shit down the toilet so they don't collect my specimen. So, you might actually just be better off not wearing one. As long as you're not gonna, you know, go all in. But, because you don't even want it, you don't want it hanging around in a, you know, a little weird baggy condom thing. You don't want that. You're just asking for trouble. It's a real paranoia for us dudes, for dudes out there. Whether you get a hotel with a girl, your place, whatever. Go over to her place, however you do the do. Don't ever, ever leave a used condom in a trash can. Don't ever do it. As let me tell you, ever heard of the, tur- the turkey baster theory? They take your sperm... They take it out and they'll put in some whatever and they'll go freeze it. And then if you break up with them and leave them, you know what they do? They go, they go wherever they preserved it and they turkey base that shit up in themselves. Oh yeah, it's a real thing. And they'll collect used condoms over time. They'll have sex with you plenty of times even when they didn't even want to have you after the first three times. But they have to make sure, you know, because, you know, it's hit and miss. Swimmers are hit and miss, whether you have a potent or unpotent. It's hit and miss. And they'll just keep basting it up in themselves. And next thing you know, 18 years, 18 years. 
All because you left your kids behind. And speaking of no child left behind, uh, that's how we're going to cap it off. Alright guys, that was episode 69. Don't forget to like and subscribe and suck some titties. And have a great day and enjoy your ways of making time with girl and I will make you cry. Oh, I'm in my symphony bag like Bach, but I don't want you Bach. I'll shut up the fuck up. All right. Have a great day.